0: Hey guys, in today's episode, I am doing my annual Best of EDM recap, where I share the top artists, songs, albums, record labels, and collaborations that defined 2020. I'm also going to be sharing the up-and-coming talent I think you should watch in 2021, and I'll be recapping what a year without festivals taught me. With all of that being said, let's take a look back on 2020 together. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Kapodis. Welcome to the final episode of 2020, you guys. I can't believe this is happening. Honestly, I feel like we've lived an eternity in this one year. I'm sure you guys can relate to that, but I very much look forward to this episode. Um, This is my second annual Best of EDM recap, but This year specifically, I have so much jam-packed in this. So grab a snack, grab a drink. You can pause this episode and come back to it because I'm going to be going through so much new music, so much new music, not really, so much music that defined this year. And I want to cover a lot with you guys. So it's going to be jam-packed with information, but welcome to the episode, you guys. Whether you are just joining for the first time or you've been here from the beginning, I'm so happy to have you here. Um, I hope you all had a very happy holiday and everybody's safe, feeling healthy, all of those things. Um, And I hope you guys have a happy new year. Looking forward to the next few days. I'm very much looking forward to 2021. I know it's like Not exactly what we thought it might be, but it seems like there's hope on the horizon and a light at the end of the tunnel for all of this situation. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, I can't wait to talk about all of the music today with you guys. When I tell you I spent the last few hours doing research for this episode, I am not lying. I was very thorough with my lists this year, and I added a couple new categories, I believe, that I did not have in last year's episode. So I will be going over... um, All of that with you guys in just a little bit, but before I jump into today's topics and everything, I just wanted to reflect a little bit and I wanted to quickly talk about this past year for Rave Culture Cast and just highlight a couple moments that really stood out to me because there was a ton of growth with this podcast this year in particular and it's honestly crazy just to look back at like the episode that aired. I think it was January 1st, 2020 and just see how much has changed. So I'm going to start there if that's okay with all of you guys. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, maybe you joined later in the year or you're relatively new. Honestly, in the beginning of the year, I rebranded the podcast and I can't believe that this that was this year because I feel like it's always been Rave Culture Cast. But for the first, I think it was less than a year, but yeah, the first episode of 2020, I rebranded it to Rave Culture Cast. It used to be called Rave Culture Podcast. We dropped the pod. I relaunched uh, with a new logo and then I also kicked off my Zoom interview. So I had a couple interviews in 2019, but they were all pho- uh, phone call recordings. So you guys never saw the video on YouTube. So I just started doing that this year. And the first episode was the January 1st episode with Where's Amanda? And yeah, I honestly like no looking back. It's been my favorite thing ever and I can't believe that. But I feel like this was the year of the interview for me because it was primarily solo podcasts um, for Rave Culture Cast in 2019. That's how I really got started. So now I would say it's flipped and it's way more interviewing guest based. And I personally prefer it that way. I didn't think I would, but I love it. So I can't believe all of those things happened um, this year. And I just wanted to highlight this because I am so grateful for every single guest who came on this year I feel like everybody's had the most amazing stories they've shared their experiences their expertise with us we've covered so many different categories and I know I've spoken about this before but it's extremely important to me that everyone feels represented I want a really diverse range of people I want all races genders sexes like everything careers like no matter what I want you guys to feel represented and I want to have such a diverse group of people so that each episode feels completely different from the one before and I have so many plans going into 2021 with guests I want to have but some highlights for me I have to say um, having artists on which I never thought I would interview DJs and producers so that was like always something that was nerve-wracking to me but to have Bijou on, Gesture, Cardiac, The Disco Godfathers, Genie like Honestly, so amazing. I hope to do way, way more artist interviews in the future. To have business owners on, like Steve Brzewski of Electric Family, that was such a big one. I mean, Electric Family is such a huge brand. And like the fact that one of their founders came on and sat down to talk with me was amazing. Um, we had Rosa from Relita Couture, uh, Tara from Tasteful Girl, Lauren Hutzel of Nomad Candy. So many business owners, you guys. Incredible. And I got to speak to the most amazing content creators which as a content creator, I admire these people and I really look up to them. So to have Van Secco on and Tara O'Neill, which honestly, love Tara. She's one of my favorite YouTubers. And that was one of the most played episodes of the year. So I know that you guys really, really liked having her on. Vibe with Aid, Babs Life, all of the amazing content creators, Bass Drop Princess, like you guys are absolutely amazing. So I just feel blessed that all these people came on. We also launched the Facebook group this year, which I didn't even know what I was missing. Like I had no idea. I don't know why it clicked so late for me in the year to have a Facebook group, but I'm so happy that we have that community. It's the best thing ever. I'm always posting in there. So if you guys aren't already a part of it, there's always a link in the description box for you to join. We also had our first family Zoom calls this year, which was amazing. And for any of you you guys who are on those, I hope you enjoyed them. I will continue to do them in the future. So definitely join the Facebook group if you guys aren't already a part of it. And then lastly, my biggest highlight was launching my merch line in September it was something I was like planning for a couple months and I just like I don't know it took me a while to actually get it out there and I was so nervous about launching it but I'm happy it's finally out and seeing you guys in the clothing wearing your merch posting pictures in it is unreal to me so I can't wait to see you guys in person with everything so those were just just a few tiny little highlights of this year looking ahead to 2021 I plan on having even bigger guests more jobs more diverse, like so many things, more artists. You guys, I'm, I'm shooting for the stars. I'm just going for, and we're going to try and get some really cool people on here. I hope to have even better production. Um, I'm currently, my background keeps improving in every episode if you guys watch on YouTube, but I am currently building my dream office, my dream creative space in my new home. And, uh, my fiance just bought me a photo backdrop. So I, I hope to have like a full studio for Rave Culture Cast. So expect even better production in 2021. I definitely plan on doing more merch in the future, you guys. So stay tuned on that. That's something hopefully maybe like spring or early summer. Hopefully I'll have another line out. Um, And then, of course, if we are lucky enough to have events come back, maybe in summer or fall, 1000% will be having in-person meetups at festivals specifically for the Rave Culture Cast fam. So I can't wait for all those things, you guys, Um, doing the Spotify wrap this year and seeing how many people this podcast reached from all over the world. Brazil was the biggest area this year that the podcast grew in. So, yeah, it's just amazing to see it growing everywhere. But um, I just really feel like the sky is the limit with this podcast and I can just see so much potential for it. And it all would not be possible without you guys listening and sharing. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for doing all of that for me. All right. That was a very long intro, you guys. I'm telling you that today is going to be a longer episode. I have 15 pages of notes. I'm not kidding. I did not fuck around <laughs> this list. Like I went in and did my research. Okay. With all that being said, today we are going to talk about music first. I'm going to give you my best of lists first. And then at the end, like I said, I want to reflect on what a year without live events meant for me personally. And then looking forward to 2021, I'll share very loose plans with you guys um, and just chat about those things and then I have an EDM news segment at the end that will be pretty short because this is going to be a lot Um, but I just wanted to say I love nothing more than sharing new music with you guys nothing brings me more joy than when you message me and reach out and say like you discovered your favorite artist or something and I got so many messages this year from you guys saying like oh you've discovered IO because I talk about him all the time on my YouTube channel like that's the best so this episode Is gonna be that in a nutshell. It's just gonna be a whole bunch of recommendations. So definitely, you know, again, press pause, add these songs and artists to your playlist, come back to this, write these things down, all that fun stuff. Okay. Oh, sorry. Quickly, I wanna do listener of the week because we did, actually, you know what, you guys? I'm changing things up here right on the spot. I'm gonna save listener of the week for next week. Because we have enough to talk about this week. So we will start fresh in 2021 with our first listener of the week. (laughs) Please send in your recommendations if you have any for those. Raveculturecast at gmail.com. Okay, quick disclaimer. I feel like I don't really have to say a disclaimer because you guys know me very well. But this is obviously my personal list and recommendations this does not reflect every genre this you know there are so many talented artists and producers and albums and songs I'm obviously not going to mention all of them this is specifically you know what made an impact on me and what I personally listen to and I know a lot of you guys know I'm a big house head but I listen to everything I love EDM period so there's bass music on here trance like I tried to do as accurate of a representation of what I listened to and what was like really big and groundbreaking in the industry this year. But like if you are a massive hard dance lover or rhythm lover, there's probably not going to be a lot of what you listen to on this list. So just a quick disclaimer of that in general. Okay, so the way I divided this up, I'm quickly going to give you my top artists and top songs of the year based on my Spotify wrapped results. I already touched on this briefly on my YouTube channel, so I'll go really quickly. But Spotify told me that my top artists were. Uh, number five was Bijou. Number four was Lane Eight. Number three was Chris Lake. Number two, listen to of the year, was Seven Lions. And my number one artist of the year, I think I was in like the top 01% of listeners, was above and beyond. No surprises there. I binge listened to all five of those artists so much and I love them dearly. Um, and my top songs of the year, five was Duke DeMont's Red Light, Green Light, such a bop. Um, four was Blouse, Tokyo. Three was Bijou and Dr. Fresh's collab Westside and two was Volokh's Baby Boy, which was very surprising to me, but I guess I listened to that a lot. And number one was Doja Cat's song Say So, the Jax Jones Midnight Snack remix. A lot of house, pretty much all house on there. So that's not surprising at all. Um, Okay, before I dive into my list, you guys, I polled you on Instagram and asked you who your favorites were for the year. So I'm very quickly going to breeze through it because I sat there and (laughs) calculated every single vote you set in because I would take this shit seriously. So your best of 2020 artists. The number one winner actually was tied. Excuse me. Tied was Seven Lions and Though They were tied for first place. I could not agree more with you. Right under that was Lane 8. Lane 8 had a big year. And then some other names, Subtronics and Excision were high up on your lists. Zed's Dead, Kazo, Chami, Chris Lake, Grizz, Lenium, Rez. Those were the biggest artists of the year that you guys voted for. Your songs of the year. Um, tied for first place, a couple of you voted for Rez's Someone Else. The collab between Excision and Slander, Your Fault, and Seven Lions Only Now were the top three songs that you guys voted for. You also really liked Praise from Chami, Cry from Griffin, Nightlight from Millennium, Bad Things from Alice in Wonderland, Kill Me Slow from David Guetta, House Arrest from Sophie Tucker, and For a Feeling from Camel Fat. So those were all things that you guys voted on. Your albums of the year number one winner was String Theory by Subtronics, a lot of bass heads in here, Year Zero by Chami. Find Another Way Remixes, Remix Album from Seven Lions. Uh, You guys liked Subsidia from Excision, Dark Matter from Camel Fat, Ascend Remixes from Millennium, and Brave from Joyride. So those are all your results. Now I'm going to go through and go through my top ones. Like I said, Spotify is one thing that tells me like who I was listening to a lot, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's who I think defined 2020. So in general, I'll talk about genres really quickly. I have always been a househead. I've said that a million times. But again, I love EDM, period. And it's a different story when you're at a live event. When I'm at a festival, you can catch me at any stage. It doesn't matter. Like, I want to see somebody from every genre. It just depends on what my mood is. I'm always floating around. Um, But I would say, I think a lot of the festivals I went to at the end of 2019 kind of changed what I listened to going into 2020. So Bass House in particular, I was starting to become a big Bass House fan at the end of 2019, and that carried over even more so into 2020. I would say the most listened to genre for me probably was Bass House. Um, I also got really into Deep House thanks to Lane 8. Hello. Um, So I found myself listening to a lot more chill, kind of vibey house tracks this year, And on the flip side, I I would say Tech House as well. I got really, really into Tech House. Um, I have Vibe With A to Thank, who's always recommending artists. But Tech House seems to be popping off more than ever. And techno in general, I love as well. So all those genres. I definitely got a little bit more into melodic bass and dubstep, thanks to Seven Lions and Ophelia Records. And I would say like side Trance, I definitely listened to as well. But it was a very, very big house year for me. And not just like the big mainstream artists, but I feel like I discovered more artists this year than I ever have before because we had a lot of time at home to look into things. Um, and I also have to do a shout out to my new music Friday playlist because I work on that every Friday morning. And I feel like in the past, I don't even know, it was at some point in 2020, I switched it. I used to do a new playlist every single month and that was just not the best way to do it. So now I have one master playlist and I update it every single week. And I leave songs in there for two weeks. So you kind of get like the last two weeks worth of music and then I delete songs out. That has definitely been the best way for me to discover new music. I'm always on Reddit. I follow so many artists and record labels on Instagram and on Twitter. And I just like highlight whatever new tracks they say are coming out. And that's usually how I discover it. So I just had to shout out that playlist. If you guys don't already follow it, definitely check it out. If you want to find new artists and producers every single Friday morning. All right. So I'm going to make you wait for the good stuff. While we're on genres, I decided to add a new category, which was uh, record labels this year, because I actually have been getting a lot more into specific labels. And again, if you like one artist, definitely check out the label they're on, because that's just such a good way to find so many more similar artists. So I tried to narrow it down. I have 13 labels. I would personally recommend so many other amazing labels out there, but these are my favorites. Number one was Ophelia Records, which is Seven Lions record label. I mean, I love the man to death. He's my favorite artist. But if you just guys, if you're looking for melodic dubstep, melodic bass, future bass, anything that sounds like Seven Lions, you're going to get Abraxas, Crystal Skies, Demiibo, Gem and Tori, Jason Ross, Last Heroes, Kill the Noise, Trifecta, Seven Lions, Wooly, just to name a few amazing record label I'm also a huge fan of Anjuna Beats and Anjuna Deep no surprise there that's going to give you above and beyond Alpha 9 Jason Ross Grum Gabriel and Dresden Elon Bluestone Matt Zoe Andrew Bayer so that's going to be your combination of Trance and then you're going to get Deep House a little bit of everything people call it Trouse too like Trance House I don't know you'll get a combination of all that I also really love Bite This which is Jaws's record label Bite This is great. I'm actually going to look into them even more going into 2021 because he has so many up and coming talent on there that's low key so good. So like Kyle Walker, Birthday Party, Blossom, Kendall and Keld, I think is his name or Kield are all newer artists to me who are on my artist to watch in 2021, which we'll get to that later. But Bite This by Jaws, amazing, amazing record label. Night Bass, I feel like is a staple for a lot of people. A.C. Slater's um, label. This is going to be your bass house music, you guys. So Kendall, Jack Beats, Wax Motif, Jay Robinson, Grizz, Nostalgic, New Kid, Bass Boy, all that good stuff. Um, I could not recommend Hell Deep Records anymore. This is Oliver Heldon's label. So if you guys, again, are just into amazing house music, tech house, future house, whatever, check out Hell Deep Records. Um, Chris Lake's label Black Book is amazing as well. I actually, these two are similar, Black Book and Tech Records, which is Noizu's label, really great if you guys are into house music highly highly recommend those two Wakan I have to throw Wakan in there um anytime I'm like okay what is like the best new bass music that's coming out I'm looking at Wakan's label just to see all like the trippy weird experimental wonky kind of shit um Insomniac Records does a really great job of um coming out with new amazing house records all good stuff anything under house is amazing on there subsidia we have to throw it in they've had like the biggest year ever um that's covering your entire bass music genre everything from dubstep rhythm all of it like literally all that experimental wonky weird all of that good stuff um i also discovered the future sounds of egypt label which is a trance label so if you guys want like really cool trance all kinds of it definitely check out future sounds of egypt um mouse trap hello dead mouse's label that's amazing as well. And then lastly, I have to shout out Dead Beats, which is Zed's dead label. Zed's Dead's label. Um, I mean, their laundry list of artists that release tracks under that is ridiculous. It's like 1788L, Blank, Blunts and Blondes, Blackjack, Chi, Dion Timmer, Ducky, Dusty Cloud, Gigi McGree, Grizz, Kayvon, Lick, Mersive, Peekaboo, Rez, Subtronics, Whip Cream, Yultron, Zeke Beats literally just to name a few on the Deadbeats label. So Dead is killing it with that record label. So I, those are all of my record labels that I've been really into this year. And again, just go to one of their pages or websites and click on their artists and then just work your way through it. If you like, you know, any of these main people who own the labels, I think you guys will really like everybody that they have signed to them. Okay. Now we're going to get into probably like the biggest category, which are the artists, my best artists of 2020. And I'm saying that these are artists that defined 2020, in my opinion. So whether I listen to them a lot or I just think that they had a huge impact, these are the people that that really did it for me. OK, and I thought about these long and hard, you guys, like I'm saying, like I really dug into like research for this. But OK, number one is an obvious for me personally, my artists that defined 2020 is IO 100 percent. Not only did he come out with like the most incredible EPs this year, like it was nonstop releases coming out of him. He was paving a way for a like an entire new generation of ravers and techno lovers like he was coming out with his whole acid rave sound. And I've said it a million times. He was the last show I saw before COVID happened and I just was like becoming obsessed. I had already seen him a couple times live, but there he just was onto something so amazing. And unfortunately, he lost his life this November. And I just have to say like he his life will live on through his music. And it is so incredibly tragic what has happened and what has transpired here. But I just have to say his music defined this year for me like he was so he was like exploding onto the scene with what he was doing. And honestly, Sky would have been the limit for him. Um, his hit single uh, castles in the sky the remix he did that came out right before he passed was like one of the most critically acclaimed like honestly it just hit the, the charts right before on beatport and things like that so horrible horrible tragedy but he to me is my artist of the year and he is like will always hold a special place in my heart so io is the artist for me in 2020 um, Some other artists that stood out for me, Oliver Heldens. I've been an Oliver Heldens fan for like literally years. I think EDC 2015 was the first time I saw him live. I have been singing his praises forever. And you guys, if you are sleeping on him, what are you doing with your life? Not only was he the number one producer of the year, according to a thousand and one track lists, hundred and one producers lists that they do. Honestly, what can't this man do? He is such a young talent. He's been in the game for a while. So the fact that he's already accomplished all that he has, at his age is kind of crazy, but he's released hit after hit under his own name, Oliver Heldens. He kills it with his alias, Hi- Hilo, which is like my favorite. He also has Hell Deep Records, which he does new episodes every single week. He's always releasing new new music. He's had the most incredible live stream performances, um, the, the Digital Mirage, the Room Service Festival, like nonstop done crazy things like that. And then recently, he also launched a new commercial dance label, which I was going to talk about in the EDM News section, but it's called OH2, and this is like a whole new sound for him. So he said that Hell Deep was always focused on expanding the horizons of a more club-oriented sound. And then this one, he said he hasn't really been able to focus on the more dance pop side of things with Hell Deep, besides some of his own tracks. So he wanted to expand upon the Hell Deep label and launch OH2 records, which will focus on more melodic and dance pop leaning music, which is really cool. So that's like part of EDM News. But he released a single to kick that off with Party People's called Set Me Free. So that will got, that will give you like a tone of what they're trying to go with. Um, with that new record label. The other few artists, I have a bunch here. Okay, the next one is Charlotte DeWitt. Homegirl has been popping off this year. She was already like on an upward trajectory in 2019, but um, she dropped three EPs this year. She won DJ Mag's Top Alternative Artist of 2020. She was performing all over the place. She did incredible live stream events um, and she's just becoming a household name under techno, the genre. So she's just like pushing that forward and it's amazing to see a female Um, producer, like getting all these accolades and just rising to the top. So definitely have uh, Charlotte DeWitt on your radar. Um, I also these are kind of like in no order now, you guys, but I have Duke Dumont. He had a huge year. He's already a Grammy nominated artist, Um, but I didn't even realize this. I guess he's always put out EPs and singles. He released his first full length album this year, Duality, which is so Good, you guys. Like he's already just an iconic producer, but um, he also had some really amazing live stream performances on a lot of Insomniac's live streams, and you guys saw he was in my top five songs of the year. So he had a huge year. Very similarly, Chami had a very big year. He released his first debut album as well, called Year Zero, which people are just like loving across the board. Um, he's amazing. He's had some really cool live stream sets. He did an Elevation Sunrise set. He had a back-to-back with Dr. Fresh that was fire. And I don't know if everybody knows this, but he also collaborated on Lady Gaga's new album. And I think he produced some of the songs. So you can um, check on her track list, but you can tell the ones that have like a Chami kind of edge to it. But he is an incredible producer. I feel like everything he touches turns to gold. Um, And we'll talk about year zero again in a second here. But some other artists. I thought Zoo had a really, really big year. Just coming off of 2019, like that was the first time I had seen him live at EDC Las Vegas last year. And he is just a super special, unique artist. He's a musician. He puts his everything into his performances. His EDC Las Vegas live stream set was like so crazy and over the top. Um, He's had some amazing singles this year. Risky Business, I admit it, Only with Tinashe, Desire. Um, I believe we have an album on the way from him that should be that I thought was supposed to come out in 2020, but that should be coming. Um, And then he also has his alias Blacklist, which he's done some performances under. And I got to see Blacklist at EDC Vegas 2019, and it was awesome. So I think Zoo is going to have an even bigger 2021, but he definitely is one of the people that um, I had my eye on in 2020. Uh, The next artist is Medusa. So Medusa already had like a lot of accolades. I believe it's a trio. Um, But I saw their performance at EDC Mexico this year, which is weird to think about that that was this year. But it was EDC EDC Mexico happened and it was a full force um, festival in February pre-COVID. And I just, that was the first set I had seen. I knew of the song that they were Grammy nominated for, Peace of Your Heart. But the set just like blew me away and I was like, okay, wow, Medusa is like now on my radar and I just could not stop listening to them this year. So I really love their songs Born to Love, Paradise and the Wild remix. Guys, amazing. They also placed second in 1001 track list top 101 producers. So very, very high up on the list. Um, And yeah, I just feel like already with the music coming out, it's so good. And they're just such good producers, I feel like. 2021 will be even bigger and I just feel like we're going to see Medusa a lot popping up on lineups in the future because again I haven't seen them live so I think we're going to see I think we're going to see a lot of live performances hopefully when we have events come back Um, The next artist is Griffin. Now, I argued in 2019, Griffin was like the top of my list. He was my album of the year because he released Gravity in 2019. But I think I still think that continued into 2020. Um, He released his Gravity Deluxe album this year. His song, his single Cry, which was really, really big for him. He had a huge live stream event at the Shrine this year, which was amazing. He performed at the Tomorrowland um, digital event. So Griffin, I still think, had a huge, huge year. Um, and then his song with Slander, All You Need to Know, just went gold. So that, like I just feel like the success of Gravity trickled into this year. Um, so that was all really, really amazing. And then I'll just talk about Slander next because I just mentioned them. But I put Slander on here as having a really big year. I know I don't talk about Slander a lot, but they did come out with so many good songs this year. They had incredible collaborations not only with excision griffin sudden death jason ross which which was a surprising one that was cool um i love their song back to you with william black so i think slander had a really really big year music wise um and a lot of their songs remind me of 2020 um and i just mentioned his name excision how could we not have excision on this list the man popped off. Not only did he launch Subsidia Records, which is like finding a whole new generation of bass music lovers, but he dropped all of this new music in his Couchlands set. Then they dropped Subsidia Records, which had three different compilations, over a 100 new bass music tracks on it. And then, yeah, and then the success of Couchlands, which they did this year, was absolutely incredible. The single with Slander was amazing. And I just feel like he Continues to push the envelope not only for himself as an artist, but also for his production and the work that he does on these live stream events. And then he also does such an incredible job of lifting up other artists and giving them a platform. So he's just really pushing forward bass music for me. Um, And then the last two, I would say again, I'm not like the biggest Subtronics fan, but he had a pretty big year. A lot of singles and collabs out this year, um, and he launched his own label, Cyclops Recordings. So definitely very big and then I put David Guetta and Morton because honestly like David Guetta really had an incredible year um their future rave project is like a whole new sound that I've loved every single that they've dropped um the remix of Dreams that they just came out with the Fleetwood Mac remix is incredible and then I've mentioned this on my YouTube channel but David Guetta raised over $700,000 for COVID relief which a show with a show he played in Miami um back in the spring, I believe. So I, I think David Guetta and Morton had a pretty big year together as well. So anyway, whew, I need to like breathe. Those were all my artists, guys. I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say too. So please, if you're watching on YouTube, please leave comments below for any of these categories, what you guys would vote for as your top of the year. But there's so many more iconic artists who had very, very big 2020s. But just on my research and the things that like stuck out to me, those were the 12 um, okay, I want to go into songs. Now I kept a pretty limited songs list. I have ten songs here. Obviously, so many more were very big, but these were the ten that again stuck out to me as songs that defined 2020. So first up, I have John Summit's song Deep End. This was like I think it broke some records this summer with being the longest, like something, longest track to be on number one on Beatport for like a couple weeks in a row incredible we're going to talk about him a little bit later so I'll save that one I put cry by Griffin that one was just really nostalgic for me not only am I a huge Griffin fan but he put together a music video that celebrated the festival community and I was lucky enough they used some of my festival clips from some of my vlogs in the music video which was like a highlight of 2020 for me so I just think that song is super emotional um and I absolutely love it Uh, Only Now by Seven Lions was a massive song this year. I've listened to it so many times. And I love, honestly, I love like everything Seven Lions came out with this year. There were a couple moments that were really cool. And I kind of touched on him as my Spotify artist of the year. But actually, I should have mentioned this. He definitely is one of the artists that defined 2020. Because not only is the record label doing so well, Ophelia, and then his own singles on their own. But then the live stream performances he's put together, he's been at home streaming on Twitch. He's been doing like brunch sessions. He's launched so much merch this year that has done really well from him. And it's just and his popularity has just spiked over the last few years. And it's been incredible to see his career grow. I love and adore him. He's my favorite artist. So he had a huge year. And again, I kind of glazed over these. Sorry, guys. Um. Lane 8. I don't think I stressed Lane 8 enough. I know he was in my top five artists of the year, but honestly, the amount of people who shared their Spotify wrapped and who had Lane 8 in their list, like he shot up this year in popularity, I think. Um, he played, you know, all the big live stream events like Room Service Festival and all of that stuff. But he also had his album Brightest Lights and some other EPs that came out. I'll talk about in a second. So I'm sorry I didn't mention that before, but Seven Lions and Lane Eight are in my artists that define 2020 hands down. No questions asked. Uh, OK, other songs that define 2020 Castles in the Sky by IO. I, I, I truly really don't know what to say other than to say, like, what a way to go out i don't know if that's the right way to say it but like to leave us with that being his last single was just very emotional and i don't know it just was like a beautiful song and just like a beautiful thing altogether. and the remix he did of it was just beautiful so i don't know that that song to me just like defines this year and sort of defines io um and i love it and i it makes me emotional listening to it now. But yeah, that one's on there. Um, I would say For a Feeling by Camel Fat. I've listened to that song countless times. So many times this year. I definitely became a bigger Camel Fat with Camel Fat fan within this last year. But For a Feeling is one of those beautiful tracks. Um, it's an incredible tech house track that just makes me feel some type of way. Like When you listen to a song and it just moves you emotionally and physically, it's just beautiful. The way they produce that is amazing. Um, Fantasy by Bijou. Guys, uh, Bijou was one of my favorite artists of this year. His music is so good. He came out hot. You know, he didn't come out like with vibey tracks that were kind of like good to listen to at work. He came out like with party club bangers. And Fantasy was one that he said in the interview was something he kept getting requests for because he was playing it in his live stream sets before it was released as a single. Um, one of my favorite songs he's ever done. It's amazing to shuffle to. I listened to it all summer. Um, yeah, top five songs he's ever done. Um, Run by Lane 8. This song makes me feel some type of way. I loved Lane Eight's music. Like I said, I clearly listened to it all year long. But when Run came out, it just blew me away he had it in one of his I think it was his summer mixtape which his mixtapes on SoundCloud are like two hours long and when I got to the part that Run was in when it was an ID I was like what is this I love it and I would keep cutting I think it was like an hour and five minutes into it I remember I would keep cutting in the SoundCloud like mix to that point and then he finally released Run and I've listened to it nonstop. it's beautiful if you guys love Deep House if you want like a chiller vibey track that just makes you feel good listen to that Okay, three more. Nightlight by Illenium. I had to have Illenium on this list. I love him. I'm an millennial, But, you know, he did his big album last year. So this year was more singles that he put out. And this one was like it struck an interesting chord with me. It was definitely something that grew on me. But it's so pretty. It's got the like melodic feels that you love, you know, when you want to cry and headbang at the same time. But I thought Nightlight was just a beautiful song and i really just like listening to it for whatever occasion last two okay so i would definitely say i haven't listened to it that much but i recognize how big of a single it was this year and again your fault by slander and excision was an incredible collaboration it was very highly anticipated and it didn't disappoint at all so that was a big one for a lot of bass heads and the last one was an extremely recent song that came out this month but honestly one of my favorite singles to date. And that is Work from Chris Lake and the Armin Van Helden EP that they just dropped. <sighs> Chris Lake is like one of the best producers in the game. House music legend, no questions asked. But the combination of the two of them together and they just dropped this EP at the end of the year and blow everybody's minds. Work, I cannot wait to hear live. I will be popping it left and right. Like it is such a good house banger. It's so fun and funky and groovy and dancey and they came in hot at the end of the year and it had to make it into my top 10 of the whole year so you guys those are the 10 songs in my opinion that defined EDM in 2020 Um, okay I'm gonna take a quick break here you guys go get a glass of water take a quick break and then we will be right back with my top albums of the year Alrighty, you guys. So my top albums of the year. So this was a hard one because, I again, I do want to recognize like how many artists put out such incredible music this year. So it's not to say like that any of the ones I don't mention weren't good albums. It's just these were the ones that were on my radar and the ones that I listen to a lot. So, OK, I'm just going to start with my first and favorite because these kind of are in an order. But my number one hands down, no questions asked is Bijou's album Diamond City, I loved this. I loved every single song on it. And I feel like that doesn't always happen. I feel like you might listen to a single or two, but Fantasy and West Side, hands down, were like some of my favorite tracks of the year. But again, this wasn't like a chill album or like a house album that kind of had some other like, I don't know, like a range. These were just like all fire bangers. And Bijou is more of a G house artist. So it has a heavy Hip hop and rap influence. This was an album that was like dedicated to his city um, in Arizona. And so I just loved it. I thought it was amazing. I love every track on it. I cannot wait to see him do this live. If he plays a tour in 2021, I will be there. So if you haven't listened to Diamond City, go listen to it from start to finish. It's amazing. Okay. So I would say my second one is Lane Eight. And I had his album's Brightest Lights and Cross Pollination. Now, I should probably have done a little bit more research. I thought brightest lights came out in 2019, but everybody was saying that it was 2020. So I'm not really sure, but either way, of course, brightest lights is on it. And then cross pollination definitely came out this year and songs like shatter buggy run roll call, like loved it, loved it. It was lane 8's year. Again, we, he kept coming out with music. There was no shortage of music, no shortage of live stream events. Um, he like set the bar for himself even higher and for like Deep House with brightest lights. And I think a lot of people look up to him and admire him. And so many new artists are kind of coming out with similar sounds based on what Laney is based on what Laney is doing. So he's like paving the way. And I think he had a huge year. So both of those I recommend highly. Um, This was a big one for me. Above and Beyond came out with their club mix collection this year. So that's probably why. Above and Beyond was my number one artist of the year because I listened to this album so many fucking times. I cannot even tell you. And it's basically like it's all their hits, like everything that you love. They did club mixes of them. So this is like even if it's a feelsy song, they did a club mix version of it. So they're all upbeat. They're all fun club tracks like you can't stop dancing to it. And so like Sun and Moon, like all of the good shit, tightrope, like all of that is on there. Go listen to the club mix collection. It's so, so, so good. Um, Duke Dumont, hello. His album Duality. Again, some highlights for me were Red Light, Green Light, Therapy, Obey, Ocean Drive. He has on there as well, even though that's a couple years old. Um, no surprise that it was an absolutely fire album coming from him. He's a Grammy-nominated producer, so that's all amazing. Um, Tommy's Year Zero album. I told you we would come back to it. So this one, I would say, I've listened to a couple tracks on it, and they're all absolutely incredible. But I haven't really listened to it. From front to back, but I just have to recognize his talent and how incredible he is. And again, this is our first full length album from him, so this is a huge, huge deal. And I'm so excited for him. So congrats! Uh, I also have Io on here. He gave us Energy 444, AM 444, which was a whole EP he did with Lights and Revolution. Not to name all of the other singles he did in between there. So again, he went off in 2020, which makes us so much fucking harder as a fan to like deal with and accept but I'm just gonna put that aside and his music alone is incredible and all of those are amazing so if you want insane acid like rave techno music it's listen to all those they're all incredible okay camel fats dark matter I had to mention it again for a feeling with such an incredible single and then they came out with their full-length album dark matter which has some amazing tracks on that so if you guys are tech house fans definitely stream dark matter um and then the last two i had which i have have some other recommendations but joyride's album brave is so good you guys bass house vibes it's so much fun it's definitely very high energy it's very represent representative of what joyride is is such like a fun artist and producer so that was a big one for him that came out earlier in the year and then we got a new Kygo album this year I love Kygo I don't know if I talk about him enough but I just truly love like his music period I mean that gives me the break from all of just like the noise all the time and his have such strong lyrical content and I just love that he's a musician as well and Golden Hour gave us some incredible singles and remixes and all that fun stuff um, but I will always be a, a Kygo Stan. So those are my top nine albums of the year. Some other recommendations for you guys, because I definitely think that these should be recognized and you guys should not sleep on them. We have Sub Focus and Wilkinson's um, album Portals, if you guys are a drum and bass fan. Blank had an EP, Change and Decay. Subsidia, I already mentioned, the Dusk, Dawn, and Night compilations. Lucy's Wicked EP was so fucking good. I'm gonna talk about her again in a second. But if you guys are a dubstep or bass fan, definitely do not sleep on Lucy. Um I know you guys listening, leave a comment if you are a Closey fan. I can't not mention Closey. She had a massive year as well, you guys, but her album Neon Jungle came out and I know a lot of people have been talking about her this year. So she's somebody I need to get more into. Um, at the very end of the year, Timmy Trumpet dropped his album Mad World. That has some fucking bangers on it. <laughs> and he's like a cool artist because he does a little bit of everything, but he kind of does a little bit of hard style. So he's he's a fun artist. Um We Then came out with Fantasy, Lewis the Child came out with Candy Too, Disclosure gave us a new album, Energy. And I know a lot of people were a fan of Bauer's album, Planet Mad. So those are all of the albums collectively that you guys should definitely check out okay we're working our way through this episode how are you guys you hanging along with me here (laughs) okay this is honestly this might be my favorite section to talk about um these are my artists to watch in 2021 now when I tell you I spent the most time in this section I really did want to bring you guys artists that like not only do I love and like have I been listening to a lot but I'm genuinely, genuinely was sitting there like as a music critic I was like Emma who are you predicting is going to like hit it big next year? And I really tried to form a list of people that I think you guys should definitely not be sleeping on. So, OK, my number one is John Summit. Um, John Summit is somebody I want to have on the podcast. I'm trying to manifest a tap in, but he had one of the biggest hits of the year at Deep End, which I talked about. He played so many live stream events. He is garnering a ton of support from really major artists. He played it back-to-back with Gorgon City. That was amazing. And I just like, he's just such a young up-and-coming artist that is doing so well um, coming out with house tracks after house track. Um, his remix of uh, Torn Foot's More Life is amazing. So I just feel like the sky's the limit for him next year. So definitely have your eye on him because he's going to be amazing. And I cannot wait to see him live. God, that's going to be such a fun house set. Okay, I have Gem and Tori on here, AKA Courtney and Emma. If you guys are a Seven Lions fan, you know who I'm talking about. Emma is Seven Lions' wife, and Tori is his girlfriend or their girlfriend. Um, They're the best. They came out with this EP, All You Need. That is so good. It's such a cool vibe. Um, I think they're more, I think they call themselves like melodic house slash techno, but it is very vibey. My favorite song is Dusk. I listened to that song. so many times every time I'm driving I put on the Gem and Tori EP I don't know why it's just like a really vibey EP um and they had a really big year I mean they kept playing sets during the live stream events if you guys follow Seven Lions on Twitch um Gem and Tori were playing all the time then they opened for Seven Lions at the Gorge and they are just paving this own way for themselves and I'm so excited for them I can't wait to see what else they come out with next year but that's going to be really really fun to watch The next person I have, not person, the next duo I have up is Side Piece. Um, When I did a poll asking you guys who you have your eye on, a lot of you said Side Piece was your favorite like newcomer this year. Um, They are Grammy nominated people. They are nominated for a freaking Grammy. And if you didn't know, Side Piece is a collaboration between Party Favor and Nitty Gritty, who individually have had their own successes and are amazing artists, but together The potential they have with side piece, the fact that they were nominated for a Grammy together says a lot. It is their house collaboration. So they've been doing like really nice, like kind of clubby house tracks. But it's just interesting and different because Party Favor, obviously you kind of know his vibe, but then Nitty Gritty is super eclectic. He kind of does a little bit of everything. He can do bass. He can do trap. He can do dubstep. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. So the fact that this is their like house music project together is really, really cool definitely watch side piece in 2021 okay i have lucy on here who i just talked about but she was already having a pretty big year in 2019 i would say and then kind of just solidified it this year with her ep wicked uh, just another incredible bass artist to keep your eye on i think she's kind of doing her own thing i was really looking forward to seeing her for the first time at a B W this year so maybe it'll happen next year but um very excited for her I also have Jay Robinson on here, who is a newer artist to me as of within the last few months. Uh, he's on the Night Bass label. He's like a heavier bass house artist. I'm very much into his sound. I He's one of those artists that like, you know, when you listen to a song over and over again, but you don't pay attention to who the artist is. And then I was on his Spotify page and I was looking at his top five, like most played songs. And I was like, oh, wait, that was him? He played that song I've been listening to a million times. So it kind of just like clicked together. But it's so fun. His music makes me want to dance. It makes me want to party. I think he's going to be um, a young up and coming producer that we should keep our eye on. Okay, I had to throw in my girl Jeannie, who just came on an episode recently. Uh, She came out with her EP Sinner this year, which was awesome. And then she also has a few releases on Subsidia Records. And not only that, like that is solidifying her alone as a staple bass music artist that you guys should keep your eye on. But she's also making waves with her platform Girl Gang, which we talked about in a previous episode. Definitely go check that out. But she is creating this platform for female EDM artists and producers to get their music out there. And she's doing compilations and she has a record label now and she's doing the Girl Fest live stream event. So like she's just coming in hot and doing amazing things for this community and I love that she's lifting up female artists so definitely watch Jeannie she's going to be up to big things next year okay I have more kismet on here more is such an amazing spirit it's just like they have such an extremely positive Aura, very experimental sound, very different, kind of doing whatever they want. Um, and also the accolades are like building up for them. They were on Forbes 21 under 21. They won Dancing Astronauts Breakout Artist of 2020. And did I mention Moore just turned 16 years old? Moore 16 years old. OK, it's ridiculous. I first found out that they were on the Electric Zoo lineup for 2021 and I was going through like listening to all the artists, I didn't know the names. Um, But I wanted to read this from Dancing Astronauts article that they did on Moore. So it says, The name Moore Kismet means more than fate and serves as a representation of Davis finding success in the industry while sharing the story of who they really are. Being an openly pansexual slash non-binary artist certainly comes with its own unique challenges. But Kismet not only embraced love and support from the LGBTQ community, they also made it a part of their artistry to show the next generation of producers ready to come out of the bedroom hell or even the closet that this music and this community are for everyone this has become a major facet of davis's identity champion championing the fight for greater inclusivity and representation in the music industry as their own fight we love to see it i think it's amazing what they are doing and just how open they are expressing themselves and all at the age of 16 years old way more woke than i ever was at 16 it's amazing okay um a few more artists here i have blossom on here uh blossom you guys will see her on instagram with her bright pink hair she's amazing she is a night bass artist as well so of course bass house fam where are you at um she's amazing she's been doing live streams all year long she's come out with such good singles and i feel like this year has just kind of like I don't know it's just solidified how talented she is and I really think you guys should have have her on your radar and I would like to have her on the podcast as well she's definitely a female artist I want to have on here at some point okay I have Dusty Cloud Dusty Cloud is a French house artist I mentioned his EP Fate is absolutely fire Um, another house producer to have your eye on he's already like getting the attention of other French artists like DJ Snake and Mala and Mercer and all of that okay a couple more Moriela. Moriella is a more recent artist that I've had my eye on. Um, I think his name comes from a type of python. He's very into like snakes and reptiles. That's like his whole vibe. But um yeah, big upcoming artist, house artist. Uh got some really, really cool fire house bangers out there. So I will definitely be seeing him at some point. And then I have John's. John's J A W N S. Uh I saw him open for Dylan Francis at avant Gardner in october 2019 it was a really really fun set and now since then i've seen him name his name on other lineups and i think he's just very interesting guys this is more bass fans um very eclectic sound it's a little bit bassy it's a little bit trappy a little bit er experimental but um i i just feel like we're gonna see johns on more and more lineups in 2021 so if you guys want to listen to some interesting bass sounds definitely check out him I had to take a water break there for a second. You guys, I'm like out of breath. Okay, the last two I have on here, the Disco Godfathers, again, an artist I had on the podcast this year. They have the best vibes. They are such awesome dudes. They are Canadian duo, um, kind of paving their own path, creating their own sound. It's like what they want to do. It's either bass house or it's dubstep or it's bass, whatever it is. They're having fun along the way. Um, Their new single Syrup Dreams is a banger. It's really, really good. And they also remixed Kylie Minogue's Can't Get You Out of My Head, which was really well received. Uh, That's up on SoundCloud if you guys want to listen to that. Last two artists I have here, my female artist. What's up, ladies? Okay, a female dubstep producer that you should be watching is Lizzie Jane. She's had some releases on Subsidia Records and she's one of those people that like as I've spoken to other artists in this community, they keep bringing her up. So I think Jeannie... Yeah, Jeannie brought up Lizzie Jane. The disco godfathers brought up Lizzie Jane. So she's just somebody that's like keeps coming up. But I wanna read this. This is from EDM Identity. It says she's had releases on Cannibalin, Nightingin, and Girl Gang. Lizzie's Lizzie's high-energy brand of bass music has already led to a ton of success success. Intricate synth melodies, heavy bass, and an impressive command of sound design have fans across the scene clamoring for more music from this wickedly talented producer and then last up i have jessica autfred another artist that's a little bit newer to me but <clears throat> excuse me not newer to the scene her new song emergency is so good i was super super into it that's actually i think that's how i discovered her for my new music friday playlist um she also is on subsidia records i'm loving all these female bass artists by the way i think it's amazing again huge shout out to excision Um, for putting all of these incredible rising talents on Subsidia. Uh, She had just so much success. She was awarded the title of the number one DJ in Mexico. um, I think it was last year. I'm not quite sure, but yeah, absolutely killing it. So definitely check out Jessica Autofred as well. She's got a pretty big following and she's just check out her recent releases. She's been coming out with fire Okay, guys, we're almost through the episode. I told you this was going to be a long one. (laughs) Okay, I'll breeze through this next section. These are my favorite collaborations of the year. Now, this is another one that I feel like people could say there are so many songs that could make this list and it really was really hard to go back through the whole year. I wish I was keeping tabs But my number one, hands down, no questions asked, was All On Me from Chami and Zoo. This was on Chami's uh, new album. When I saw their names together, I was like, bitch, you best believe this is one of my favorite songs of the year. And it is fire. It is so good. The combination of those two producers together is like unreal. And it's it's just really, really Incredible house track, but the bass lines in it are just sexy. Like, it's amazing. Um, Moving Blind between Sonny Federa and Dom Dalla. If you are a house music fan and you have not listened to Moving Blind, what are you doing with your life? Amazing. I think they're playing a show together in New York, or they were supposed to. I will be at that show. Allison in Wonderland and Valentino Khan's collab. I was so excited to see them coming together. They came out with anything. It was a little different a little unexpected but I loved the vibe of it I don't know I really really think they did an amazing job with that single so I was super excited about that collaboration um I've already talked about this today but West Side from Bijou and Dr. Fresh it was my number three most listened to song of the year fire G house track like it's it's filthy dirty bass with like some hip-hop influence in it I'm making a stank face right now (laughs) it's so good Okay, I guess there's like a couple, but I'll just say "Kill Me Slow" from David Guetta and Morton. This is from their Future Rave project that they did. Was amazing. The track is so good. Again, like David Guetta, kind of like one of the people that got me into EDM, and now he's like coming back with this like Future Rave sound, like reminding me why he's such a legend. Really into that. Uh, Cascade and Brohug brought us 1990, which was like a little bit of a throwback vibe. So it was kind of like a an ode to the 90s I don't know I loved it I thought it was so so good that was a really fun house track and then lastly Grizz and Jaws's collab no doubt was something that I didn't know I needed in my life but I'm so glad we did and it just reminded me again how talented both of them are as individuals because then they came together and they did this whole sound that I was like Cool. I've never heard that. This is such a unique track and I didn't expect it from Jaws and I didn't expect it from Grizz, but it was like a little bit of both of them. So, yeah, those are my top seven collaborations of the year. Very, very into that. Okay, you guys, I'm going to take another quick break here and then I will I will try to breeze through my recap of the year without festivals. I want to share some lessons with you. Some things I just wanted to reflect on with this year and then I will end it all off with EDM News and we'll wrap things up. All right, I'll be right back. Guys, the battery on my camera just died. That's how long I've been talking for. (laughs) Okay, I got to wrap this thing up. Okay, so let's just chat about it. What a year without festivals and live events has taught me. So I have to say, I was forced to get very creative with my content this year. And I I will say, like, I will give myself credit. I've spoken about this before, but when we first knew live events weren't going to happen and we just weren't sure when they were going to come back, I had uh, like a naturally a panic attack like any other festival or EDM creator would have because so much of my year was planned. So much of my content was planned. But I very quickly told myself, like, this is not going to be a throwaway year. I made sure of that. I was like, nope, this isn't going to hold us back. We're going to figure it out. We're going to get more creative. Like, it's just going to make us come think out of the box and be more experimental. And look at us now, like, it's almost January. So we were able to come up with enough content for the year and not only come up with enough, but like come up with things that I'm super proud of and was able to fill. And again, it just kind of pushed me more towards doing the interviews which has been a blessing in disguise and has led me to form the most amazing connections and meet the most amazing people. And I feel like I've met more people online this year in the community than I ever have. And I have like this podcast to thank for that, let alone like meeting you guys through the Facebook group and things like that. So this year just like ingrained in my mind how passionate I am about this community. Like I can't stress this enough. I am I have off of work the next week, off of my full-time job I haven't taken a break from work and literally I have no fucking idea when because I think my only vacation this year was in January 2020 um, and I do all of this on the side of my full-time job like for fun like I'm really do not make any money from this podcast whatsoever just to like put that out there it's just for fun because I want to do this and I care about this community so much and I want to just talk about things and I want like people to be excited about EDM and music festivals because this community has changed my life. So I wanted to change other people's lives. So anyway, that was just a tangent. But yeah, I just think it solidified in my mind that there are so many other things to talk about. And there are so many incredible moments for EDM in 2020 that, yeah, that there's still plenty of content to, to fill a podcast and fill a channel and fill my social media pages. And It's been amazing to just get creative and meet new people and do all of those things. Um, Obviously, I've talked about it in the mental health episode, how it felt to not have any shows this year. But I know some of you guys have been fortunate enough to go to drive-in raves or maybe like socially distanced shows or whatever was safe to play this year. But I have not done a single show since March of 2020. I have not done any clubs no festivals haven't really traveled anywhere uh haven't done any underground hidden raves like none of that shit no driving events like nothing so it's been super weird to see other states like florida or texas or like anywhere that have clubs open or like people have gone to drive-in raves i'm like cool must be nice (laughs) because i haven't had that at all but um Yeah, it's just weird. It's really weird. But I keep telling myself, like, it'll just be that much better when I go to the first one, like whether it's a show in the city or a festival, it will just be the best feeling in the entire in the entire world. And I also think and I spoke about this with um, medical EDM last week. I truly believe we're going to be going from like our lowest lows of 2020 to our highest highs whether it's 2021 or 2022 I saw a meme talking about how like how the roaring 20s happened and people just like went crazy in the 1920s and like that's how why there are all these parties and all this like luxury and amazingness and they were saying like we're gonna have the roaring 2020s after all this is over and I was like I am here for it after this shit we're gonna be going ham we're gonna enjoy life more We're going to want to travel more. You won't take little things for granted. You won't take any of the moments for granted. And like that is how I feel. Like I know I have a lot of plans personally and professionally, but like when this shit is all done, like you best believe I will be traveling. I will be going to whatever I possibly can. I want to make a career out of this. I want to make moves. And so I'm very much looking forward to what 2021 has to bring. Um, some silver linings of this year. I think I spoke about this before, but I said I somehow feel like our community is more connected than ever before. Just like through staying in touch with people online has been really, really good for my mental health. And I know it's been like really important to have us all lean on each other and form new friendships and seeing you guys have new best friends from the Rave Culture Cast Facebook group is like the best thing ever. I know a bunch of you just did the Secret Santa exchange, which is amazing that that was even put together. So I love that. But yeah, I think it's just proven that we don't have to have like these massive festivals to still come together as a community, whether it's on TikTok and like new content creators or podcasts or whatever it is, people are just like showing up in different ways without having events. Um, so I think that's awesome. And lastly, like I said, that I've had the opportunity to work with so many other creators and brands that I have admired for so, so long. And I do not take those opportunities for granted So that has just been like a blessing for me personally and professionally. So, okay, 2021, where do I think we'll be? Let's play the fun game. Let's play the guessing game. All right, this will be fun. Um, No, but I have a a story I'm going to read very shortly in EDM News about uh, the Pfizer vaccine coming out. But I could, this is a wild guess, guys. We will look back on this episode. I could maybe, maybe see us getting some festivals back in like July and August that would be my best guess I'm a little concerned for anything prior to June and believe me that kills me like EDC Electric Force. but I feel like we're gonna see 2020 like the events that took place transpire again in 2021 like I feel like anything from February or whatever January to tw- to June is going to get pushed back to like late summer fall and we're going to have like such a stacked fall calendar again. I can just see that. Like there's no way Coachella is happening in April. Ultra hasn't set a peep in like a year. There's no way that's happening in March. But I would be curious like Ultra, hello. Are you going to come out in later in the year? Are you even going to try for 2021? Are you just going to go full steam ahead 2022 in March? I have no idea. I think EDC Las Vegas will be the most telling because Pascual has had plenty of time to maybe think about a rapid testing system or maybe people prove their vaccination status who knows live nation is testing a bunch of different things to bring back their events so it's all going to be very very telling we'll have to see um buku announced that they were going to be doing a smaller scale event in fall 2021 and that they were personally choosing to bring back the festival full-fledged in march 2022 so you might have festivals doing something similar to that but yeah, I think no matter what, events in 21 are not going to be the ones we think of. Like, I just don't see us. It's not going to be like a light switch turns on. and It's like, cool, everybody's allowed through the gates and we're all going to be next to each other. Like, no, I think masks are going to have to be worn. I think there's going to be testing systems. I think there's going to be hand sanitation, maybe nicer bathrooms. I def- Temperature checks. Like, I definitely don't think 21 festivals or events are going to look like what we think that they look like. I think maybe 2022 will be more full-scale festivals back to, like, normal, you know, quote-unquote. And then lastly, okay, these are my very, very loose festival plans, you guys. So I carried over tickets from UbbyW. so I technically have them, and that is supposed to happen at the end of April. Again, don't think it will, but I have tickets to that. And then I'm announcing it here for the first, first time, but, you know, just don't tell anybody. I'll probably announce it on YouTube later. But I purchase a ticket to edc las vegas you guys so right now i will be attending edc 2021 no matter when it happens i got a ga ticket this year i'm on a wait list for a moon glow tent so hopefully if any of you guys are camping i will see you in the campgrounds let's hope and pray that it goes through uh i carried over tickets to electric forest i will 1,000 be going to 1,000% be going to that no matter when it happens. Um, Izu, I always go to. That's like right in my backyard. And then EDC Orlando, I 100% want to attend. And there is so much room for a million and one trips in between then. I'm just going to wait and see. I don't really want to buy any new tickets. I just wanted to buy EDC to like lock that in. But that is everything, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this best of episode. Um, I'm really quickly going to go through some... Actually, do I want to do EDM news, guys? This has been a very long episode. I'll do EDM News. I'll do it really quickly because um, I have some exciting announcements. So just to keep you guys up to date, um, if, you're a fr- if you're a fan of Friendship, the cruise ship festival, Destructo is doing a sunrise sermon live stream on New Year's Day. It's at 5 p.m. PST. So it's, yeah, the first sunrise of New Year's, a Destruct- Destructo set. Definitely get excited for that. Um, Base Rush, New Year's Eve. We have a bunch of live stream events happening on New Year's Eve. But this is Mode Step Megalodon, Banlez, Hi, I'm Ghost, Lizzie Jane. Hello, Shizlo, Cultivate, and Sloth. That's Thursday, December 31st, um, 9 p.m. Half capacity. Oh, is this an actual event? This is an actual event. I didn't know this was happening. Oh, my God. OK, never mind. This is an actual event in Orlando, Florida. Hello, Florida. Um, it's half capacity mass required temperature check at the door. There you go. There's a base rush event if you want to go attend an event fuck you, Florida. (laughs) Please don't clip that. I'm just kidding. But seriously, I can't believe you guys have been a bit. Okay. um, New Year's Day trip announced a lineup. This is going to be a live stream experience. This is a house festival that was announced for 2021. Um, It's an insomniac event. Wow. There's a Benny Benassi classic house set. Uh, Who else is on here? John Summit, Lee Foss, Mark Knight, Ooh, this is really good. Sam Divine Yato, that's going to be really really cool. That starts at 12 p.m. Pacific on New Year's Day. And then Grismis, Grizz, he did his um I think it was like 7 days or no, it was 12 days of Grizmas. He did all different types of live stream events. He raised $125,000 for Charity 7 Mile Music, which is music education for kids. Snaps to Grizz. That's absolutely amazing. He is like a light, a beaming light of sunshine in this community. Okay, and then um, in other news, Shambhala announced 2021 dates. Guys, this is promising. At least I hope it is. They're moving forward. August 20th to the 23rd, 2021. Shambhala tickets are now available if you guys want to purchase them. I think that's amazing. Again, that's end of August. So I personally think they might be in the clear. But again, that's a Canadian festival. So it depends on what the rules are as far as um, crossing the border and things like that. And like traveling, you might have to quarantine. So Canadian residents, there you go. I would definitely be going to that. Guys, Tomorrowland has posted tons of pictures so you can see the venue for their digital New Year's Eve event gonna be amazing the one in the summer was amazing so I highly recommend it. Um, I kind of touched on this already but Oliver Helden's launched a new commercial dance label called OH2 I will be keeping an eye on that and I'm very excited to see what releases um, come off of that And then lastly this is kind of just like medical news <laughs> this is really EDM news but it applies to us um, Dancing astronaut had an article saying that every American who wants a COVID-19 vaccine will be able to get one by June 2021, says Pfizer. So that's really crazy. It says they are going to be providing an additional 100 million doses of the COVID vaccine, which is fucking bananas. So anyway, yeah, that's the one that's been approved for the most widespread use in the United States. So I think obviously it's going like, in order of who needs it so people who have pre-existing conditions, frontline workers, healthcare workers like all those people are going first. People like me who are younger and who are healthy aren't going to have like the first access to it, but that's pretty crazy. So again, if festivals are planning it around when they think the majority of people will be vaccinated, then that's why I'm thinking July, August and on might be safe for events, but Oh, you guys, we made it till the end of the episode. Thank you so much for sticking around with me for this entire like hour and 15 minutes. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode. I had so much fun putting this together. It was a lot of work and a lot of research, but I really wanted to bring you guys a well-rounded group of artists and people that I think genuinely impacted EDM in 2020 and so many incredible talented artists that are going to be up and coming and rising talent that you should have your eye on in 2021 um again check out my new music friday playlist if you guys want song recommendations every single week i cover all different genres in that playlist so you won't feel left out um but again from the bottom of my heart thank you so 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 much for supporting this podcast again doesn't matter how long you've been here i appreciate you guys this i would not be able to continue doing this every week if you didn't listen if you didn't share this with people send a link to a friend Make this your Instagram stories. Um, I just want to keep making every episode better for you. I want to entertain you guys, educate you guys, bring on artists and different guests that you find interesting. So get excited for a really, really amazing 2021. Here's hoping we will see each other in person and I will get to finally meet you guys. Um, lastly, you can shop the Rave Culture Cast merch line. There is a link in the description as well as a link to join the Facebook group. You guys can also connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at Rave Culture Cast. And we're on YouTube, Rave Culture Cast, if you want to watch the episodes. That is everything I have for you guys. I am wishing you a very, very happy new year. Please be safe. Watch a live stream. Spend some time at home. And I will see you guys in the new year. Bye, guys.